Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Attention Strictly Hoop Talk and Strictly Hip Hop listeners. Fans, you know I've been talking about this clothing line forever, but Anti-Forever USA is where you need to be to get dope clothes, man. I'm telling you, I just got a hoodie in the mail today. It is awesome. It is one of their premium uh, hoodies, and they have they have so much more, though, than hoodies. They have beanies. They have hats. They have long sleeves. They have t-shirts. They have everything and they got more stuff coming soon i was just told that they have more stuff coming soon so fans go to anti forever usa today and remember to use the special co- promo code platty to get 10 percent off your purchase that's p-l-a-t-t-e and make sure you know that the p is capital the link will be in the description of the podcast shop anti forever usa today anti forever usa.com We had him on for Snoop Dogg, we had him on for Big L, and now returning for Joey Badass, All-American Badass album review, Mac Wilson. Mac, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Chris. Fans, hello. How are you guys? Um, you know, it's, it's a privilege to be back. I'm excited, I'm happy, and I'm, I'm really rearing to go. Yeah, well, last time you were on was a classic album review for Big L, like I just said, and... I, I think among fans and, and friends that I've talked to about that podcast, I think that's been etched in strictly hip-hop classic. Oh, yeah. I think that the podcast itself is a classic. <laughs> the in... podcast itself. Well, I mean, like I, like I was saying, you know, Big L, he's known, he's loved, he's just not given the support that he's, you know, he deserves, and people know it, people appreciate it, and, like, it shows. Yeah. People respect him, so... And so we are here to talk about another New York rapper, and that is Mr. Joey Badass. I don't know his last name. <laughs> I don't know his last name. I didn't I didn't get that deep in the research. But um no, for All American Badass, this was just released uh, last week. And um Joey Badass to give you guys some background info on him, he is one of the lead figures of Pro Era, which is this group of New York rappers. It was actually founded by the deceased Capital Steez who you may remember who was dragged into the, the Joey Badass and Troy Ave beef last year. Capital Steez was a young MC. He was the, like I said, founder of Pro Era, basically, and he uh, he killed himself because of depression. And uh, then you know that sparked, and Troy Ave said something to Joey Badass, like you know your friend, and made fun of Capital Steez, who was deceased at the time. And you know that became a huge controversy of if hip hop is going too far with beefs and all that, but. Um, anyways, Joey, along with CJ Fly, another New York rapper who's been on the radar for a minute, on my radar, uh, were also considered founding members of the group, and 
the group has now grown to like over 20 members in total um and that's like over the course some have some have moved on deceased whatever um but it's it, it's member count is over 20 now and it includes strong underground names like nick caution who we see on this album and so back to the album american badass is joey's sophomore studio album it's a follow-up to his very well and critically acclaimed debut before the money and uh joey actually received some backlash from uh some fans and publications with the lead single of this album devastate which dropped i think early 2016 it was out for a while before before this album which is a very pop-esque record compared comparative to his catalog that is and uh i i still thought he stayed in his lane and i wasn't too mad about it but uh, when it came into the context of the album, I thought it, I thought it fit. But yeah, uh, just, just it was a strong contrast from before the money, so that caused a little bit of controversy. And you know, this, o- this overall stemmed from the narrative that's been created that Joey's is like a '90s rapper stuck in 2010, and which has both helped and hurt Joey. Uh, you know, at the same time, like that is a label that. Uh, a certain demographic of hip-hop loves they love the new school rappers that sound like old school rappers mm-hmm. and then there's the other there's the other demographic of hip-hop that you know doesn't like the old school rap so it's both helped and hurt his cause uh, depending on how you feel about 90s rap and speaking of 90s rap in the rollout of this album joey badass stated he was a better rapper skill-wise than tupac and um he claimed that on hot 97 I believe, and uh, also claimed on Hot 97 that he and ASAP Rocky are the two best rappers from New York and are the only two that are worldwide. Um, so, you know, obviously, this involves uh, Ferg, this involves um, this involves Dave East, this involves uh, Young M.A., who's now on the rise. And so, um, so he, he, he had a lot of controversy before the release of the album. So lastly, the album, as far as far as the album itself, has notable guest appearances from Star MC, such as Schoolboy Q, mm-hmm. J. Cole, Styles P, and uh, hungry up-and-coming artists like Nick Caution, again, uh, the associated pro-era MC, and uh, production. The production is very, uh, is very, very wide and uh, very, very vast. So it's got DJ Khalil, uh, 1-900, I believe is how you say it. And then uh, Kirk Knight, of course, which is again, he's like the he's like the main uh, beat guy of, of pro era. And then Static Selector, which is you know a nice old school, yeah. nice old school throwback. So, all right. So now that you guys have the background information on this album, let's jump into it. Mac, I will let you take the lead because I've talked for a minute. <laughs> Give me a, a track you would like to speak on. All right, I would like to talk about my favorite track on the album. Well, no, I guess I'll save that for last. Uh, <laughs> I love For My People. The way that it it flows in from the first track, like, the whole album as a whole, to me, is amazingly, like, well-connected. Right. Like like I said, the only song that kind of threw me off was Devastated, but that's because I had pre-mindset on... Um, what it was. On, yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was about more of a woman in, like, a relationship rather than... Um, a group as a whole or you know a, specific... a relationship with america exactly exactly but for my people i mean this whole album is very very deep and very relevant to not only america right now but just america in general and how we kind of we think 
one thing, but in reality, it's like a lot different. Right. And he he touches on that, and he it's it's actually funny because that's blue and blue and red. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, his his background is blue and red, and it's controversial to the album because <laughs> Crips and Blood. But anyways, um, staying consistent. Yes, <laughs> but like I'm saying, it's it's a very relevant album. It's a very relevant song, saying like you know we got to stay together, like, we got to stand up for what's right and not just let other people tell us what to do and what's right. right. And, um, but, like, before this, we were talking, when we did the Big L pod, I was like, man, I really need an album to come out that's, like, relevant, that's yeah. talking about, like, society right now and is, like... Social issues, doing yeah. yeah, doing something. And then Odyssey came out, and I was like, thank God, yes, Odyssey, you did it. And then Joey Badass came out, and I was like, oh my god, too, this yeah. is amazing. And and I, I honestly, I haven't been able to stop listening to this track. Like, this track, this album, it, I always come back to it, so. For the people, and you say that's one that's one of your favorites off this yeah. album? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mainly, like I said, though, mainly because just the flow into it from yeah. the first one is just like, wow. Yeah, the way it leads in, mm-hmm. I, I agree, it's... It's it's a very strong record on here. Um, I don't have really any record on here that I hate. I have moments that I hate, and um, I'm with you. This song is definitely uh, well. I don't think it'd be in my favorites, but I do really like it. Um, it's a strong song, and I agree. Like the whole uh, the intro track is strong, and then it leads into this, and the album just like kind of starts off very very well. And so I, I like that track. One track I want to bring up, though, is Land of the Free. And so um, we're doing a little bit of research before the pod, um, looking up, you know, uh, that, that one line. What was it? The organ donor line? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, turned out, which turned out to be on what, uh, or now Land of the Free. Wait, what's on? Leave Us Dead in the yeah. Street. Yeah. Um, to become organ donors, I believe, is the line. Yeah. And so... Um, so overall, I just really liked that song. Um, I thought that I thought that his flows were nice. I thought that uh, obviously the concept is is very strong on that one, and it's one of the great um, early tracks because I think we'll we'll get to this with at least some of the tracks that I bring up later. Is that like that first half of the album is different than like the second? Oh yeah, half. definitely. So, you can feel like yeah, and I. I think that he did that on purpose, seeing that the cover itself has, you know, red and blue bandanas. Right. And, like, the different sides that people see when talking about this subject. Yeah, because, like, this album, and not to get too much into overall, so I won't really elaborate on this point, but the album has a lot of moments where it's, like, some moments it's just kind of, you know, it's, like, this hopeful... um, this is like there's like this overwhelming sense of hope in the mm-hmm. instrumentation but then there's like also like these moments of like rebellion mm-hmm. almost and mm-hmm. so um absolutely and so yeah so i think this is one of this is one of the last tracks that leads into uh rockabye baby which is where we start to see the shift mm-hmm. and so um i just really thought that this was one of the i think this was my favorite from that first section yeah um, well and real quick on land of the free that verse of organ donors it's it's funny because I went and saw that um, that movie Get Out. Oh yeah. With my girlfriend and her friend, and they were talking about how they saw a video where this guy made this conspiracy theory that um, 
you know, a specific style of people are being killed, mainly uh, African Americans, because they believe that their organs are genetically better than mm. others. And so they're being killed so they can harvest their organs to be like, you know? Yeah. And, and I was like, that is the most extravagant thing. Like, that's even more than the Kendrick theory that we've been talking about. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous, people. They aren't killed. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I was just, I was dumbfounded. And I was like, how can somebody say that and have like support and followers? It was ridiculous. But I digress. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted to highlight the course because I like that a lot. Um, it's, in the land of the free, it's it's full of freeloaders. Leave us dead in the street to be their organ donors. They disorganized my people, made us all loners. Still got the last name of our slave owners in the land of the free. It's the freeloaders. Yeah, so like, it, it it's a very, uh, very just strong hook. You know, mm-hmm. he's talking a lot about political stuff, oh, about yeah. slavery. Uh, well, and like the slave owners thing, Malcolm X, he's, he's, his last name is X because he doesn't, take his last name anymore because yeah. it's not his last name right and so during multiple interviews they'll be like so what's your last name he goes i don't have one it's x and yeah. they're like but what is your actual last name he's like i don't have one like he refuses to accept it yeah because it's not truly his. because of the implications yeah and so um uh and then i like the line you know um that ties in with the whole album the three k's two a's in america mm-hmm. um because if you'll notice, the, the cover is spe- America is spelled A-M-E-R-I-K-K-K-A. And With a line through the yeah. K-K-K. Yeah, I thought that was very clever. Very yeah. specific, too. Very, very uh, conceptual. And so, yeah. So this was, like, my favorite from that section. Uh, that's why I wanted to highlight it. But uh, if you got another track to jump into, we can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's roll down to... Um, Babylon. Okay. Babylon is. I. I mean, really. The only thing that I can say about Babylon is it's a strong track. Okay. It's strong in the sense that. It's not, like. It's not very like specific. It's not. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's very hard for me to put this track in the, in the words, but I definitely think that it's one of the more powerful tracks because it's not as, like, in your face. Yeah, and you know what? I. It was funny. So to break this down, to give a quick backstory, uh, my first listen, my very first listen, um, I had uh, Chris and Kalo, you guys who listen to the pod, both, uh, know both of them. They're, they're uh, frequent guests on the podcast. And so they both came up to MSU because this was when we thought that Kendrick was dropping April 7th and Joey Badass. So we were going to have like, so we had like a little listening party in the dorm. And so uh, Joey Badass's album dropped before Kendrick's, uh, which was what we thought. We, we were anticipating Kendrick's. And so then uh, when Joey Badass dropped his album, we listened to that front to back the first time. And I remember I was just like, when the beat came on, I was like, I was like, ooh, and I looked at Kalo, and I was like, this beat's nice. And then Joey came in with the singing, and I was like, aw. Like, I, 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 and I still feel that way after multiple listens. Like, I want to give, I want to like this song. And I, and I said this too, I, I think I tweeted this even, that this is the only song named Babylon that I've never liked. Or that, really? I, don't, that I don't like. Because wow. the, um, the other Babylons I'm thinking of are 
uh, the one with Outkast on AT Aliens. Oh yeah. And then and then uh, SZA and Kendrick on mm-hmm. SZA's album. And then there's one more that I'm drawing a blank on, but like I don't know for some reason Babylon's always a good song title. Yeah. For, and so um, anyways. You you had high hopes and yeah. it didn't reach him. But, yeah. But I mean I think that's what that's kind of what he was doing is he's showing that you know he's he can do. He can't do it as well as rapping, but he can still do it and make a point. Yeah, no, I I thought his singing wasn't bad or terrible on this album. Like I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Sometimes even good. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it on that one. I like Chronics, I believe is how you say the feature's name, right? It's Chronics. Uh, I believe so. Um, I believe that's how you say it. And yeah, so, um, with that being said, I liked I liked that feature a lot. And I and I liked the verses a lot. Like the verses were really strong, and it made me want to like it. But I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just couldn't get behind Joey singing on that record for for some reason. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the very very few negative remarks I have about this album. Yeah, and that's well, that song and it's, yeah. I definitely agree though. It's definitely something that you need to that artists kind of like think about but they don't really care about sometimes is like they're gonna do what they want right and expect you to like it still but at the same time they know that a lot of people might not like it yeah and uh yeah and for some weird reason i kept picturing when joey was singing i kept picturing kid cuddy yeah i I could see that you get that yeah okay yeah yeah i I (laughs) I mean it didn't like hit me right away but I definitely made a lot of connections. Yeah, and the, on this album was like too. The, the like, big one that yeah. stood out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I also made an Action Bronson connection, which was weird. Yeah. To to which a few song? of the beats, I don't remember which song, but I was just like, man, this sounds like something Action Bronson would have. <laughs> That's and then and then I started listening to Action yeah. Bronson. I was like, this is definitely something that Action this Bronson. Is definitely would have. something that Action so. Bronson would have. All right. Um. So. One song I want to bring up that I'm excited to bring up is Rockabye Baby. Great song. Man, Schoolboy Q is the feature killer out here, man. They cut the beat and just let him go off. Oh, my God. You know, he just starts the verse with, I'm I'm part of the reason they're still cripping out in Brooklyn, which is where Joey's from. And I was just like, damn. I was just like, damn, like, I already know this this is going to go. As soon as the beat dropped, which was so funny, because I know this song, like, was released before the album but Mm -hmm. i i refuse to listen to it i have a policy where like unless the album's like a week away i or or, um if the album's a week away i won't listen to a single beforehand like because i want as much new content as possible i listen to humble but that was too weird (laughs) (laughs) but but i can't i can't even lie i thought it was a week because i thought it'd come out next week i know i break well and in your defense the the exposed tracklist didn't have humble on it so it was kind of like a, another go. singer smart man smart man yeah um yeah that's how i view I'm it i'm definitely i'm definitely a hypocrite when it comes to uh like kendrick and like <laughs> and like other artists but yes yeah. in general it's like a, a principle of mine like yeah. i try to if i can hold off on listening to music and get as much new music as possible um uh, just like a weird thing i have so anyways i didn't hear it but people were buzzing about it all week and you know, uh, my friend Chad hit me up like, yo, you got to check out this Q feature. And I was like, okay. And so it's funny. So like we're playing it through my speakers on my laptop and um, or through the speakers I got set up and hooked up through my laptop. And um, and then 
I, I just hear the beat, and so, you know, I'm just, like, I'm just bullshitting. I think I'm just playing 2K with Kalo as as this is happening, as we're live listening the first out, um, the first, like, the first listen of the album, and, uh, and the beat drops, and I was like, this is the Q song. Like, I was like, I already knew you from the knew. jump. Like, <laughs> and then Q just came in and just did work on this song, like, that that was so that was so hard um i i love that i love that verse man that that was incredible and that was which i'll get into later that was the joey that i really wanted to see that was on the whole album yes the grimy just like trap heavy beat like i like this i I love the instrumentation of of the first half of the album a lot but um i think as far as joey goes personally personally i like joey better on these kinds of beats on these old school grimy type trap heavy hip-hop beats uh just 808 heavy hip-hop beats i i prefer him on that as opposed to the lighter instrumentation um and it's just a personal preference of mine like i said i love the instrumentation as a whole but yeah this was like this is like a jolt like because the first half you're listening and you're just it's smooth it's hopeful it's nice and then and then when rockabye baby comes on you just yeah. When you just wake You're up. Like, Whoa, yeah. What the... So um love that song, Rockabye Baby, just a, a nice change of pace energy. And it hit right at the it hit right at the perfect time too in the album if mm-hmm. you're listening. Like it wasn't too late in the album it and it too wasn't early. too early. Yeah. yeah. So um when thoughts on that record. Thoughts on Schoolboy Q overall though is he's going hard. Yes. He's coming in and he is like asserting his dominance across the playing field yeah i mean i i follow him on snapchat personally and some of the things that he does on there some of the things that he says shows like he's a very confident man right now yeah and that is dangerous people (laughs) schoolboy q as confident as he is is dangerous and um he's been showing videos of him in the studio um He's Pretty been, much every day, yeah, yeah, working on that new album. Yeah, supposed so, to drop in 2017. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for that too. But wh- every time that I hear this track, it's like it stops, and I go, I just, I stop whatever I'm doing, and I just sit there and I just listen, and yeah. let it just attack my ears because it's just so powerful. And yeah, I so mean, like you said, the first line, I'm part of the reason they're still cripping out in Brooklyn. It's like, oh my, that's that's <laughs> yeah. savage, man. Holy yeah, crap. exactly. Like, um, and then and then I don't know if you caught this. I caught this. I think like the second or third time when I actually sat down with my beats on, um, and and uh, and he goes he goes like when uh when he's coming in during the course, there's like. It's like rockabye, 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 baby, and then you hear the little yow. Like yeah, he does, yeah, yeah. He does before he goes fake, in. Yeah, yow. Yeah. yeah, and so like, yeah, that that was just uh, that was just a hell of a verse from Schoolboy Q. But was, definitely, definitely one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, um, for sure. All right, so you got another track you want to jump into? Yeah, uh, Temptation. Okay. Beautiful, like flow. Beautiful lyrics. Beautiful meaning. Like. The whole track overall, to, that's my favorite track on the album, mainly because of how deep and how like meaningful it truly, right. truly is. And he's not just like speaking to, like I said about Devastated, like I thought it was about one person. This is not about one person either. Right. Like, he is speaking to America as a whole and saying like, look, we got to do something yeah. because this is a problem. Yeah. And 
I can't remember which track. It might be this one where the the little girl comes in. Um, you know, I'm I not, think it is. I'm, I'm not. Least. I'm not sure on that. Honestly, um, I know what part you're talking about, and it's and it's um it's faint. It's it's a moment. But yeah. I can't. I but can't she. Remember. Yeah. But she comes in and she's talking about how like to have a kid come out there and have to say something about political issues. That's right. how you know it's bad, and that's yeah. how you know it's like really meaningful and for him to put that on there it's genius yeah because it really it, draws you it hammers like, wow. it home yeah it hammers home the point for sure yeah because uh, when kids are brought into anything that's when you're like oh that's this is like serious. the sensitive yeah yeah this is serious that's when you hit the sensitive button um yeah i i agree with you um temptation the one thought i had on it was like my only knock against it i like it as a song i think i even like it more than devastated but to me, Devastating and Temptation felt too much like the same song. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm saying. It, it's not, they're talking to, yeah. to you and not like, there's not really like, a, you don't really feel a connection there because yeah. it's not something that you've really thought about that right. much. Yeah. Mostly. And so like, to me, like, it just seems like, it just seemed like, and maybe this is just like a pessimistic uh, perception, but like when I obviously temptate or devastate has been out for a long time, and then it sounds like it, it felt like to me like okay, uh, devastate was a huge hit. We could fit another like song on here that that's also a huge hit that still fits the album. Talks mm-hmm. about like because it it doesn't it doesn't uh, not fit the album. It fits the album beautifully. I think it's even like right by devastate in the track list. Right? Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's one above or yeah. two above. Yeah, two it goes above, yeah. temptation. And then yeah, and then and then uh, land of land the free, of the free and, and then, then devastated. devastated. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which yeah. is a great like connection. Yeah. Because temptation is talking about the problem. Land of the free is like saying what it could be, and then devastated brings it back to like right. there's hope. Yeah. So so again, they they fit together just sonically speaking. Um, sonically speaking, they kind of sound like a little bit of the same um, mm-hmm. song. So that was my only knock against it, but it's a good song. Um, if I had to right now. I would say, because fans that know me know that at the end of every year, I do, I, it didn't happen last year, but it will happen this year, is um, I do like a top 100 songs of 2017, and that right now is, is actually on the list. So I do like the song, but I would say that the only uh, that the only negative connotation I have is that it sounds kind of too much like Devastator, it feels too much like Devastator, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was my only thoughts on that one. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, t- jumping into Legendary, this was the one with J. Cole, the feature with J. Cole. Um, Fire. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna, I was just gonna throw it to you on this one. How do you feel about this one? Because this one was an interesting, uh, an interesting collaboration for sure. Like within, like one, uh, it, it's one of the, it's the second to last track on the album, and you know, as you're as you're listening to the album, I was like, okay, like this is. Knowing that Cole was on it, I was like, okay, like this makes a lot of sense that Cole mm-hmm. was on this album. Yeah, well, and it kind of it threw me through a loop because J. Cole dropped his album, and I mean, we all had high hopes and like high standards for J. Not saying that it was bad, but we had a lot higher standards than what it was. Yeah, and so for him, for him to come back onto an album and go hard like he did. Yeah. Like, it, it really meant a lot to me personally to see J. Cole do that because I do think that he is underappreciated because of, like, his series of events that have kind of led up to him being 
put on a pedestal next to Kendrick, which even he himself is just like, stop doing that because yeah. he's not there. And um, it, it kind of like brought him back to earth for people. I mean, me personally, I believe that he's very good and like up there, not yeah. Kendrick level, but he is right yeah. in the coattails of him. And this one definitely helped for me as a fan to say like, yes, he is there. Yeah, he is in so that realm. Yeah. Pay attention. Just don't over yeah like exert him. Yeah, no, I I'm with you. Um, and I thought Joey held his own on this record too. Like I, you know, which is um Cole is obviously one of the top in the game. Like like you said, and um I will continue to say that Cole is one of the best MCs in the game right now. Mm-hmm. But um Joey actually like. Joey actually held his own, and shout out to Maya, who's barking while we're recording this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, she's bar- she barked in like the last podcast, too. She's starting to get annoying. This is why I don't record at home. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so as far as as far as this song goes, I thought Joey, I wouldn't, I would say that Cole's verse was better, but I don't think that Joey was completely washed on this song. Like, do, you, do you think he was washed by Schoolboy? Yes. Okay. So, so you're I, saying like at least he stood his ground yeah, on one of his features. Yeah. And, and you know, I, and, and I like Joey on on uh, Rockabye Baby, but like that was just a show stopping, oh, yeah. otherworldly verse from Q. That was one of my. I don't think people even Q thought Schoolboy had that in him. Yeah, like especially after Blank Face, like because. I mean, you look at Oxymoron, he was super aggressive. Then Blank's Oxymoron. face, he was, he was a lot less aggressive. I felt like Rockabye Baby was Schoolboy Q from Oxymoron. Oxymoron. Yes, yeah. I, I heard it, too. and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, God, is Oxymoron dropping tomorrow? Holy crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, anyways, yeah, I, I think that Cole, uh, I think that Cole had a good verse. I really liked Cole's verse. I thought he fit the, uh, I thought he fit the album. I thought his, the way he switched it up and, like, kind of put a lot melodic twist on it at the mm-hmm. end was nice mm-hmm. um and so yeah I, I i just really i the more i sat with that song the more i i liked it and um it became it became one of my favorites on on the album and uh quickly um quickly i wanted before we jump into overall thoughts i wanted to shout out ring the alarm because i almost threw that on here that was a very hard song right after yeah. rockabye baby uh, again, like Rockabye Baby and Ring the Alarm are the two most like grimy songs on there, and I just wanted to shout out Nick Caution because he had a hell yeah he did he he he, he came in hard yes. on that. Um, I've I've been on him for a minute since he was in a cipher with Webby in like 2013 or 14. Uh, that was when I first knew him, and um, I guess he's he's gearing up for uh, a project called Nick at Night with uh with Kirk Knight, the the dude that was um also featured in this in this album mm-hmm. and um featured on that song but yeah so let's let's jump into overall overall thoughts i'll let you take the lead on this um overall thoughts you know like i said i really like how well this whole album flows i like that start to finish i can listen to it and it sounds just as good as the first time i listened to it um i like how relevant that it is i cannot get over how important it is to me personally for rap artists to stay relevant with times and to like have meaning behind their lyrics and not just be I I mean I like trap and I like certain things but it's more meaningful when there's actually like a story or there's actually meaning rather than just making something up yeah 
And um, another thing that I really like about this album is that, I mean, right from the cover, it says is the American flag that's there is made out of bandanas, blue, white, and red. Um, KKK is crossed out. He's flicking people off in the cover. It's and then the back we just and, yeah at, the yeah. back we just saw it has uh, four members of the KKK burning a cross and at the bottom it says Joey Badass in flames yeah and that's like holy crap and it's funny because I keep looking over there and it says Ice Cube America's Most Wanted has three Ks and yeah. so you can see that and that's and that's there's like, a lot of thought yeah it. there's yeah. definitely a lot of thought behind it and that's another reason why I think relevant rap is so important because it connects other rappers like ice cube and joey badass have that connection because their titles are kind of similar and it makes you think of well what was happening then and what's happening now and i definitely think that joey badass took that into mind and like connected that and was like all right like how can i do this but more importantly he said what he wanted to say and what needed to be said and that's what I respect most about it yeah um so here here's my thoughts on it um overall the production's fantastic throughout the whole album all credit to joey because um i watched several interviews of joey in preparation for this podcast and he talked about how he was like the orc he this was like his first time really orchestrating the album and you know choosing what instruments go where who uh what kind of features like this was like his most this is the most creative control he's ever had on an album. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also um, give credit to him for his feature selection too, which was great. Um, I don't think there was a single feature on here I didn't like. That was bad, yeah, which yeah. is rare. Yeah, which, which is, is rare. rare. Um, I like this album a lot. Not too many flaws. My only complaint is that there's something about this album that holds me back. Like, I love the message. I love the concept, Mac. I agree. This is, like, this is very important. And those that know my preference of hip-hop know that i i definitely prefer like this is in my this is in my alley this is in my back pocket but Mm -hmm. um there's just something and and i think it's the singing uh because i don't love joey singing it's not bad but i definitely think joey's a much better rapper than he is a Mm -hmm. singer which isn't a knock because i mean he's he's a rapper first yeah absolutely it's just it's more yeah. weird when you hear a rapper sing. Yeah. Because I mean, like we were saying on Kendrick's album Love, like yeah, he's almost sing rapping, and it's like, hmm, yeah, this is interesting. Exactly. So. Um. Yeah. So like, um, I I don't know. Just like, there's just a little bit of something that, uh, that holds me back. I love how the whole album, like even the production, the production is so flawless. Like it matches it creates a sense of hope throughout it and mm-hmm. and rebellion and it, it 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 sets the mood perfectly and like you said it's a great front to back listen that you can listen to if you got uh, i think it's like a 50 minute album yeah so it's not it's not incredibly long either a good drive um, album yeah just a good drive album uh i i think the one thing i will say is that um I could end up liking this more than I like it now in the future. I don't think so, but just because of how much I've sat with this and how many times I've listened to it. But I think this album, uh, I will say this, I think this album has sneaky replay value Like because I, I think that this, I think that this skin, well, it won't be, it won't be looked at as a classic outside of Joey Badass's diehard fans. Mm-hmm. I think it will be an album that people can come back to. I think, I think the instrumentation. I think, 
I I think the I think a lot of this album has a lot of uh a lot of the qualities and the check marks um in in the boxes that you could check off that create longevity. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that a lot of these albums like Land of the Free I think is a song you can come back to twenty years from yeah. now. Yeah, well, and, like to kind of branch on that. It's definitely an album that you you don't need to just sit down and listen to like the whole thing. Like you can take a single off yeah. of it, listen to it, and still be like kind yeah. of connected to the whole album. Yeah, yeah. And, I agree. And so um so yeah so there's that and then you know if like my God if if Joey Badass ever ever like dies early or dies sudden this album's gonna be like huge a, a martyr like <laughs> yeah. yeah like because this album is about rebellion about establishing the government um the closing track one of the best closing tracks oh, wow. i've heard yeah in extremely the last, powerful the the how he switches it up to spoken word but he's still rapping about mm-hmm. the american government oh that is just that's just fantastic uh so i'm not gonna argue with anyone who loves this album um you know and and I understand, and honestly, I love, I, I like it. I, I'll say I like it, not love it. Um, I, I want to love it, but there's just something holding me back, and I think it's just every song is just, it could be a little better. Like it could be a the, little more hardcore. Is that uh, not even hardcore? Just like some, it could be a little bit, uh, just a little bit better. Okay. Like um, maybe the verses or the or the instrumentations or Joey's uh, melodies or, you know, something. Yeah. Just, like, little things. But um, my favorite tracks are American Idol, Rockabye Baby, and Ring the Alarm. And I'm giving this a solid 8 out of 10. I think it's one of the best albums of the year so far. Um, Kendrick just dropped. Um, so I, that one I'm not including. But right now this is um, because I got to sit with that more. But um, right now, this is definitely one of the best albums, if not the best album of 2017 so far. So mm-hmm. why don't you give me some of your favorite tracks and your rating out of 10? Um, favorite tracks, as I said, Temptation. I really love it. I love how smooth it is, how you know rhythmic it is. Um, I really like. I really like Why You Don't Love Me, mainly because of how, like, just in your face it is yeah and how just like listen to this yeah um and then american idol i i also have in my favorite because like you said it's it's so powerful at the end that it actually gives me chills every time that i like finish it i'm like oh man like that's a powerful album right there it's it's a great closer like it it really does like there there's not many albums that you that you end with that you don't want more mm-hmm. but this one is like this okay, one i'm this satisfied one, yes, it's, it's like, like wow all it's right like, yeah so i agree Great. i agree yeah um but out of 10 man i'd i'd honestly give it a nine okay 9.5 yeah. somewhere in that range because like i said i i love the powerful messages mm-hmm. i love the the tracks that all of them fit together the whole album as a whole just flows start to finish i can listen to it as a whole i can put it on shuffle and still know like the order but still kind of like have a feel for what's going on and joey badass like i we were talking about this before too i i slept on him and that was a mistake i yeah (laughs) that was honestly a mistake and now i have to catch up to him and um kind of go back and listen to him now but yeah, nine point five out of ten. I'll stick with that. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, My know, favorite of the year. Well, honestly, this one and Odyssey are probably tied because of how how good Odyssey was Yeah. on the iceberg. Like, that one was powerful as well. I'd probably put these tied at number one of this year for me. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say that those two are probably in my top three as of right now. Again, excluding Kendrick because I have to sit with that yeah, more. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I um, I really like this album. Uh, I like it a lot. It's great message, great songs, great everything. Um, just maybe maybe it's me personally, but I just want a little bit more. Um, I do think I prefer a little bit more of the grimy Joey than I, than mm-hmm. the um, than the I don't want to say laid back, but and the smooth rhythmic smooth, yes, yeah, <laughs> Joey, yes, the smooth rhythmic uh, Joey Badass, yeah. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm glad you came on to this Joey Badass album, Mac, because this was this was I knew this one was right up your alley. Oh yeah, I mean I'm not gonna lie, Chris, I was pretty nervous because I've never really been on one for the like a known artist that's kind of like well, a you had Snoop Dogg. well yeah but i mean snoop Dogg, you could say whatever you wanted and snoop will still be like ah whatever i don't <laughs> care or fans will be like ah whatever it's snoop Dogg. who cares and lemonade is you mean kool-aid kool-aid not... <laughs> wrong <laughs> drink it. wrong drink yeah, uh but kool-aid i mean it was not a lot of people liked it so i mean i could have said what i wanted and be like yeah all right it's snoop Dogg. <laughs> you could have called it a classic and and, and i wasn't that big back yeah, then exactly, either. you exactly. could have called it a classic <laughs> and only three people would know um yeah. yeah but but i was a bit nervous coming on just because of how modern and how like inspirational he is to this era's rap. right yeah and so it was kind of like oh i gotta get my Gotta get my shit together, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, look, I'm glad you came on. And, you know, speaking of Snoop Dogg, the next time you come on, uh, that might be the next podcast yeah. because he's dropping May 19th. I know. In I'm like, excited. In, like, almost exactly a month. Um, so, so you know, if I if I don't have you on a podcast before, then uh, I think we'll definitely have to have for you sure. back for another for sure. Snoop I'll, album. You know, I always come back for Snoop. Yeah, always <laughs> always for Snoop. So um, why don't you uh, tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter, MacAttack051, but you can find me more on Snapchat, BigDaddyMac52. That is my name. Find him more? What do you mean by that? Well, I'm oh. on Snapchat more than I'm on Twitter. Twitter, I usually just like a bunch of weird videos and support Chris, so it, it's more of just a support. <laughs> account but uh yeah snapchat find me doing weird things making some good food omelets uh pancakes i'm a breakfast guy but i also make some stir fry what up uh like i said big big daddy mac 52 that is me you'll see a picture of me um that's about it though i mean you could text me if you have my number say hi or something if you don't ask somebody, <laughs> ask or, somebody. or just ask me on twitter i'll I'll have a conversation with you. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, and I'm still a bit upset because fans haven't asked me questions. People, let's yeah. go ask me questions. Yeah, ask him questions. At MacAttack051. Yeah. All right, so you guys know where to find me. If you haven't been listening to the podcast recently, I've changed up my Twitter handle. It is now at RealChrisPlatty. No caps, no low, uh, just all lowercases. No dashes, no hashtags, no space, no none of that shit. Just real Chris Platty. Uh, Platty is spelled P-L-A-T-T-E. That is my Twitter handle. So real Chris Platty, you can find everything you need there. Um, you can find a link to my uh, iTunes podcast that my iTunes account that has all my podcasts. Uh, my Podbean account, which has all all my podcasts as well. 
Um, I just now I just now recently fixed uh, on iTunes and displayed it to now where every every podcast I've ever done is now accessible on iTunes. Nice. Um, just so, so that fans can go back and check the catalog if they want to see how wrong I was. <laughs> but, <laughs> see how bad he was before I came on. <laughs> yeah. See how bad. Yeah. If you no, want to go listen kidding. to the Kool Aid review, oh, that's yeah. a, that's up on iTunes now. That's so a you good can one. you can do that. One of the best. Um, statistically. Statistically, I think to this day is still one of the strongest podcasts I've ever done. That one and Big L. Yep, and Big L. Big L. Oh, ooh, another shout out. We don't we don't know if you can hear it, but a potential shout out to Chris's dad for playing some nice music in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's (laughs) just if you can hear it, there's been some like bassy jazz stuff playing from the basement, and I'm all the way up on the on the second floor. I'm all the way upstairs, but um, but you. Yeah, I mean, we can feel it. We, we felt can... it. We thought we heard it. Yeah, but, we thought you know. we we thought we heard it. So yeah, so shout out to my dad. Shout out to Tom Flatty <laughs> for playing some jazz music. Um, Mac, man, thank you for coming on. It's Thanks always incredible me, to have you. So uh, take care, and I'll see you soon. See ya.